When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star they had seen at its rising preceded them, until they came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage, and then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Who were the Magi? This is a question which has perplexed and confused scholars and saints alike for millennia. And obviously, in our popular piety, which I'm not meaning to downgrade by any stretch of the imagination, has come to reflect these many different interpretations and this wrestling that many have had with this question, who are they? And we don't exactly know absolutely for sure, but I think each kind of interpretation that has come forward, at least legitimately, kind of helps us to better understand what is taking place in the story as there are stories that they're from the East. That's what it says. Wise men, mag magi from the East. And so there's been thoughts that they were philosophers or wise men of some sort from the East that saw the star at its rising and perhaps also an indication that they may have been astronomers who were particularly important in the ancient world, oftentimes observing the different movement of heavenly bodies and trying to interpret in different ways what was taking place. And so we see this particular interpretation interpretation at play. But then the one I think uh, that has taken on precedence we can see at play in both our first reading but then also Psalm 72, both of which talk about kings coming from across the earth to bring tribute to Israel, to the king. And so we see in this particular interpretation then that it says in, I believe, Psalm 72 that they would come from Tarshish, Sheba, and Seba, which is ultimately from the east, the south, and the west. Tarshish, if you're wondering what that place is, it's actually Spain. That's what the Israelites would have called the region of Spain, which is directly across the Mediterranean from them, far across. And so this one we can see in our popular piety as depicted in our wise men often, that they're depicted by three different races, Europe, Africa, and Asia. An indication of ultimately all the corners of the earth coming to the truth of Christ. 
And I think that's really where the crux of each and every one of these interpretations gets to. That each one of them, whether they're kings of power, whether they are scientists of a sort, or wise men seeking wisdom, the message of this particular gospel passage of the Magi is that in whatever realm of life we find ourselves, that those endeavors, those means, are only truly fulfilled where they are fulfilled in Christ. We see in this particular gospel that the Magi, whoever they were, kings, philosophers, scientists, only found the depth of truth in Jesus Christ. For a king, his power is subservient to the power of Christ. The scientists, the proceeding of the star indicates and leads them, ultimately, the truth of science leads them to Christ. Wisdom of the philosopher is only truly found in its fullness, where it's faith in Christ, which we can even see in the fact that the reason took them only so far. It took them to Jerusalem, which makes sense. Where would you expect the king of the Jews to be born? But the capital. But it is only by searching the scriptures that they ascertain that the Christ is to be born in Bethlehem. And so it is only by faith that they're able to make the final steps of their journey, something that we should all always remember if we look for absolute certainty in our lives. And I think this ambiguity that Matthew leaves in who these men are is meant to also be indicative of ultimately the ambiguity of religion. Because there's ultimately two ways and two things that we can observe whenever it comes to religion. True religion, which is Christianity found in the Catholic faith, ultimately has its completion, its fullness, in the person of Jesus Christ. Our religion is not a set of ethical rules or philosophy. It is ultimately about the person of Jesus Christ, where our faith is placed, the person of Jesus Christ in whom God becomes man. But then also we see on the other side of it, and I think this is a danger we have to be particularly aware of today, that we also see the danger of religion at play here. We hear wise men coming from the East, and while the truth of their particular search led them to Christ, there are other things in our world that can lead us away. False religion, which ultimately leads us away from Christ. And while astronomy ultimately led the Magi there, the danger in our world today with New Age practices, including astrology, horoscopes, tarot cards, and things of this sort, soothsaying, ultimately leads our souls into grave danger. It leads our souls into the danger of being not just merely differentiated from Christ, but utterly cut off from Him. And I think this is important for us to remember, because sometimes we can play with such things and think, well, we don't really believe it's real. If Christ is real, the power of God and good is truly real. Then so is the power of evil. And it's often very, very cunning. And so it's important for us to recognize that true religion, true faith, leads us to Christ, relies upon him and him alone. Seeing in science, not just merely a beauty of a world, but ultimately the reasonableness of the world is created by a creator. In religion, are there good aspects of our religions? Well, of course. 
but if we do not desire for that, those in those religions to come to faith in Christ, we're missing the entire point. And for those who seek wisdom, a different sort, they truly need to desire to find truth. Ours is not simply a search for meaning to apply some sort of meaning to our life. There's only one meaning that is truly meaningful, that is truly true, and that is our faith found in Jesus Christ within the church. That is the simple truth of what we see in today's gospel. These magi are not men of Israel, of Judea. They are men from afar, from all corners of the earth, reminding us that the gospel is meant for all nations. And there's even a reminder here, too, because King Herod, as king within Jerusalem, would have been considered, in a way, the king of the Jews. But yet, his motivations are profoundly different. And so even whenever we find ourselves within the walls of church, as we all obviously are quite literally right now, need to be also careful of the ways that we can use religion, faith in Christ, for our own ends. I think probably one of the reasons why Herod was so greatly troubled at hearing that a newborn king of the Jews had been born is that Herod, just a few years before this, had actually murdered two of his own sons and feared that they challenged his throne. And so we see on display not just merely his violence there, but also why later he will, in the gospel, ultimately kill the holy innocents, will seek to kill Jesus, because anyone that was a threat to his power was ultimately to be done away with. And so we can see here how he uses the information given to him by the Magi and by the scribes and the scholars to ultimately try and undo what God is working out. It is important for us to be on guard against this within our own lives of faith as well. What are the ways in which we allow sin to creep into our lives, and in some ways, inviting it in? Perhaps allowing the dark side of the internet to take a greater part of our time and our heart than ever should be, because it shouldn't have any hold within our heart. Perhaps it's a sort of holding back from the Lord, whether in our pocketbook, whether with our time in prayer, or whether it's in any other way. Perhaps it's even found in the way in which we respond to our loved ones, failing to show them the care and concern that is their due as a brother and sister in the Lord. In these things, we must always remember, and we can see how religion can be used for our own ends. I spend more time in prayer, ergo, I'm holier than you are. I do this and you don't, ergo this. Or this person does that, and therefore they are just being pompous and showy. We must always be on guard against these snares of the evil one, who lays these snares within New Age practices than other religions. But then also, he lays these snares within our own progress of faith, most primarily pride. One of his favorite tricks whenever he has us through the door, when we've given ourselves over to Christ, is ultimately to lead us into pride, to lead us to believe that we are so much greater, so much better than everyone else. And that danger needs to be done away with. Because the goal of Christianity, it's ultimately union with Christ. 
is to do exactly what the Magi do. They were searching for the king of the Jews. But it says that whenever they found him, they did him an homage. They prostrated themselves. An act that is fitting only for a deity, for God himself. And so we see here that they find in the faith the truth. That they find in Christ not just the king, but the Messiah. Not just a great ruler, but ultimately the king of the entire universe. May we too see Christ, and in seeking him, find Christ. And in finding Christ, may we come to love him with our whole heart, our whole soul, and our whole being.